hit rec- I'm hitting the record button. You oh, know when we're I doing hit this. the record button that yeah. this actually goes on the show, even though nobody can see it yet because it's not live. It will I know you can hear it. You can hear it on the Facebook. <laughs> you see the Bit Nerds thing and it's like, uh, last chance. Uh, and then uh, last chance. All right, yesterday. Light. Here we're yelling at you. We're yelling ah! at you. Wake up. Get those nerds! A middle of the week nerd out yep. on the most interesting cars of the day. And Cars and Bids bring a trailer, P-Car Market, Rad for Sale, Hemmings Market, whoever the heck has an auction site. Uh, yeah. You have joined us on Bid Nerds to do that nerding out. Uh, my name is John Polnick. I'm your host of Bid Nerds, along with my partner, Michael Deeb over there, who is taking a sip of yep. his coffee. That's what air, I need to do. Air-cooled and fresh-brewed, baby. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, listen, buddy. we only have guests on the show who have the balls to come on. Let's just let's just start with that. <laughs> like, come on, yeah, man. okay. So we, we may have teased like, yesterday that we were supposed to have a third nerd today, uh, middle yeah. of the week, a third nerd Wednesday. Uh, yeah. We were going to have Terry from uh, Terry Shea from Hemmings Auction, uh, but apparently <laughs> at the last minute, he had never actually watched the show. Or it doesn't uh, appear to be. I, mean, yeah, I don't know about you guys. Uh, if you, if it, I don't know if you ever get invited on a podcast or a show or something like that, like uh, it'd be like they, they were very, they wanted to. We sent them a list of the cars that we talk about, which is what we do every day, five days a week on the show, like nine o'clock. Uh, you guys know that, right? You're you're people that watch this show. You nerd out with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we sent them a list of the cars, and they're like, "Well, these are all cars from other auction sites. There's only one from our site, uh, you know." And we're like, "Well, yeah, that's what we do. We make predictions." And yeah. they're like, "Well, we, we want to talk about you. our stuff." Yeah. And we're <laughs> yeah, like, "We don't work well, for you." <laughs> wouldn't that be like going, you know, like being asked to be on Sports Center and show up and we're like, "Well, I was." I kind of wanted to talk about politics because I like politics. Well, okay, <laughs> let's change the whole show because you're here. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, it was like, all right. Um, yeah. yeah, so hey, anyway, was, that, guys, you that guys went over like a lead balloon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll try again. Maybe somebody uh, younger in the office would like to do the show with us. So we'll right? see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I suspect the, uh, the kid in the kid in charge of digital media that wrote wrote to us the first place. Yeah. He's probably the he's probably the best candidate uh, at Hemmings to come on the show, and Let's then uh, and clear. then we'll have a lot of fun with him. Yeah. Let's be clear. Hemmings reached out to us, not the other way yep. around. We do like having guests and we do reach out to friends of uh, ours and friends of the show and invite them on. Usually it's us inviting them. Uh, most of our friends are too embarrassed to be on the show. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're like, oh, God. We're talking to you, me, Ben. We're talking to you, me, Matt. Please don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, all, then they come on. They're like, all right. And everybody has a good time. We have a great time. This is a game show. People, I think that's the thing is that these guys just, they heard po- video podcasts and they just assumed it's going to be you know what do you think we're not lex friedman we're not smart we're not intelligent we don't do any research about anything well we're not going to wear a black suit and sit across the table for one another and discuss yeah. cars on him and this is why this car never, yeah. yeah screw that right this we, is a game show you should host a show baby jp between two hubcaps you know <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think that's a good between, plan. No, no, this is better. Yeah. Between two Fooks, <laughs> a Porsche podcast be called Between Two Fooks, between and that is literally Fooks. where the driver sits. Between two Fooks, I think that's no matter which direction, which direction, it's between two Fooks at all times. 
Well, I will tell you this. I, you know, I love coming up with ideas for new uh, podcasts. Yesterday, our good friend uh, Jason Alter and I drove down uh, to to Mojave County to look at a Mercedes. Oh, yeah, to look at a uh, Mercedes 380 SL that we thought, oh my gosh, this is a really good deal. We found it on Marketplace. We drove all the way down. It's like an hour and a half. We go down in the desert, and the thing wound up just being a, such a pile of crap. Um, you know, it was like we didn't even test right. We just kind of like got out of the car, looked at it, and go, yeah, thanks. And the guy's like, what? You drove an hour and a half? We're like. Um, yeah. but I, here's yeah. the thing we, we were coming up with ideas for podcasts and one of them they came up with that I think would be really fun if any if you've ever advertised a car on something like OfferUp or a Classifieds online ad like you know Craigslist or something like that how many times you put it, put something up for sale there and then you immediately get this flood of lowballers people are yeah. like you know you're asking $10,000 for something like I'll give you two grand right now and you're like yeah I'm sure you would um <laughs> But I want to do a show where we just like when those lowball, just we're going to call it lowballers. And when people send us a lowball offer on something, we're going to say, yes, yes, mm. I'll take that. I really need the money. Yes. Yes. Let's go ahead and meet. And then we'll tell them to meet us somewhere. And wherever that is, we'll have hidden camera set up. We'll be in like cars, like outside the area and we'll watch them come up and we'll film them with long lenses on their phones, like texting back and forth. And we'll text them. We're like, are you here at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, in and out drive-in? Yeah. I'm here at the in and out drive-in. They'll be like, so mean. Well, yeah. Oh, you're at the one on Sahara. I meant the one on Tropicana and see how many times we can get them to yeah, we're rude. They're the ones that are offering $2,000 on a $10,000 vehicle. You're, you know, I mean, if you're that guy, you deserve a come up. Yeah, I mean, you deserve to be a smackdown. I mean, you deserve to have your time wasted because you're just wasting other people's time. I wonder how Brutal. many of those people that make those lowball offers actually even have the lowball money. I think you're like, yeah, yeah. I'll take the two grand. And like, oh crap, I got to go get a payday loan or something like that. They're bottom feeding losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to call my mom at work. <laughs> Borrow right. the money. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she doesn't get off at the strip club for another uh, till. Oh, morning, so. <laughs> I All saw the right. shot. There was no danger, and I took it. All right, there it is, guys. Welcome to Goodners. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Make sure you hit the subscribe and the like button and the notification button, and we uh, uh, that way you'll know when the show is live. We do this every Monday through Friday at the nine o'clock hour. Um, but when once the show's over, sometimes it takes a while for people to see the show populate uh, on YouTube. So if you have a notification, uh, you'll get the little thing in your email box. Yeah, that's says, the hey, cheat code. There's a new uh, there's a new bid nerd. So go uh, nerd out with us. Yeah. Um, if you've ever watched the show, unlike anyone at Hemmings, uh, you know that uh, what we do at the beginning of every episode is we go over the previous day's predictions. We always pick around five cars of the day that are the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, we nerd out about those cars, and then what's really fun about this and why it makes it a game show, really, is that we make predictions, and Michael Deeb and I, we, uh, we have a little competition. Oh. And then you, that's the great thing, is you and the audience can play along. You can see, um, you can make your own predictions. What do you think these cars are going to hammer for uh, and you see how you do compared to us so uh, we start out the show by talking about yesterday's predictions and see how we did uh and uh well how'd we do yesterday michael Jordan? oh man i i am not i forgot how to play this game that's for sure uh jp our star car yesterday was a ferrari and when whenever i nominate an italian car and you beat me at it i feel like god killed the kitten it's just like i'm not holding up the flag for my love of it you are the italian well. car expert it does not make sense no, for me yeah, to get these right right so anyways we looked at a 450 
GD with a manual transmission. This is a front engine V12. Uh, what makes it the GT and not something more bodacious like the 550 or 575 Marinello is the fact that this car has a back seat. So it has a slightly detuned version of Ferrari's monster uh, V12 motor. Uh, and it was on cars and bids of all places. You know, Doug DeMiro, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve cars like this, but one would think that if they took their car to a different platform, they might find a better audience than the one that Doug DeMiro has um, curated. And I'm sure he doesn't like hearing that. Uh, and so he slapped me across the face for one. I said this car would bring $69,000 on his lowly connection for Ferrari's site. And uh, you said seventy just knowing that the car was really nice, uh, despite even having, I think, 50,000 miles. It was really clean. Yeah. Uh, and it's still a tremendous value to other of the final manual cars that Ferrari ever made. Uh, and that seems to be the case because this car sold for $83,000. Uh, 13 grand over you, 14 grand over me, making me look like a horse's ass and not knowing jack shit all about Italian cars. So congratulations to Cars and Bids, congratulations to the seller, and congratulations to the new owner. A job well done by everybody except me. So, JP, well, that I was mean, your the first reason way. why this car uh, won was because it clearly comes with four dumpsters in the back. Mm -hmm. and you can notice that. Uh, Absolutely. Again, again uh, you know, cars and bids and Camaro's uh, poor aesthetic uh, bleeding in to his auction site, uh, allowing for these terrible photos uh, to represent this car. I believe that if it were on one of the other platforms, BAT in particular, uh, this car would have brought probably at least, what, another 10000 bucks or more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you start to get into the top of the value of these cars. And again, this was not a, a preserved hermetically wrapped. This was a used car. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you have to think that they left money on the table uh, by not putting on a better platform for, for Ferrari, not a better platform in general. And then the photographs would have made a huge difference yeah. too. So uh, people, listen, people are paying a premium for manual, for manual Ferraris and they are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, we've seen a couple of 430s bring over $200,000. There seems to be one closing on bring a trailer now every other day. It's insane. Yeah. P-Car Market had a 400 mile one the other day that made it up to like, three hundred and forty five thousand dollars or three hundred twenty five thousand dollars and it no sailed at that price wow <laughs> which is crazy three hundred and almost fifty thousand dollars is what the guy is looking for which is just bonkers for a 430 with a manual that's that's just bananas like you're getting into scuderia spider which is called the 16m that's the kind of money that you pay for that and they only made 400 of those things or 500 of those things so yeah crazy we, i mean there, that's the thing there was uh... We had some comments yesterday, people saying that, look, you know, I mean, you can't get anything manual Ferrari anymore. Uh, no, and why not at all. wouldn't this car uh, be worth way, way more? And um, yeah, all right. And well, it's and it, and they're trending in the right direction because of all the other models around it have gone up. Uh, a beautiful, you know, again, a similar quality 355 coupe, which is, uh, uh, you know, about the same era car would bring, you know, a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. so yeah. No, that's exactly go. what Ray said. Uh, he's like, seriously, though, when uh, 355s are bringing 130 plus, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, this thing should really be, you know, I mean, it's a v V12 should be bringing all kinds of crazy money. But yeah, uh, you know. look, it, again, it, it's a great Grand Tour. It's not a 
Angel's Crest car. Mm-hmm. But man, on a you know out here in Vegas, this would be a tremendous oh, yeah. car because that's a that's a two hundred mile an hour car, and you put an exhaust on it, which nobody in Vegas would care. Yeah. I mean, imagine Rami driving that thing; he'd have yeah. a blast. Yeah, yeah, he totally yeah. would until he broke it. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some of the other cars that we talked about yesterday. There was some pretty cool stuff. Until he had to pay for his first clutch, and then he'd be yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'll bring a trailer. Yeah, and Daniel would be like, "Get it out of here! No yeah. way! I'm yeah. not touching German that." German Motors. Not Daniel would be like, motor. "Get it, Rami! No, get at, get Ram." <laughs> Daniel be standing at the doorway of his garage with his hands on his hips, going, "Rami, get that the f out of here!" Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, take Entire it to Maserati. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll bring a trailer. JP, we saw a very cool. Uh, because it was slightly different, 2009 Cayenne GTS in macadamia metallic, which is this dark brown metallic color, which I think is really beautiful. And and while it looked okay with the sand beige interior, you and I both think that the sand beige is kind of a deal breaker. Imagine that color over a black interior. I think that'd be pretty hot, especially yeah. if it didn't have wood. It'd be gorgeous. Um, uh, anyways, I I said twenty nine thousand bucks, and you thought I was nuts. You you said twenty seven. You were like like not right under me, but under me. Uh, and and I thought you know look, it's the miles that are going to drive this sale. This was like a thirty seven thousand mile E one Cayenne GTS, and it was an 09, which means it has the updated infotainment. Not that there's a big premium on that, but this was a very nice previously owned car uh, and a unique model that that has some life to it you know a lot of e1s you can buy for in the teens but this one looked like it might go someplace and it did three thirty three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars is where this car sold out for my one and only win of the day on bring a trailer so uh congratulations to the seller you got all the money for your car that's for sure yeah that's for darn sure uh beautiful yeah. beautiful gts cayenne uh, i don't believe i said you were nuts i think i was like yeah i think uh, i gotta be huh. under but yeah. Uh, but yeah, because it, we have seen re, you know regular Cayennes without manuals actually coming up too. You know, uh, I, and I'm kind of glad Let, to see that trend. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Thirty five thousand miles as the miles. If this was twice the miles at seventy, this would yeah. be like around a twenty thousand dollar car. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody's paying a fifty percent premium for low miles and maybe an unusual. That's just, it's just I mean, Porsche compare and, compare and contrast to a brand new Cayenne. I mean, this is a bargain. Well, yeah. And frankly, Absolutely. The, e, the E1's a better platform than the brand new one. So, hell yeah. There I you think go. That's a great you heard it. You heard it from a guy who's owned them. Yep. All, All right. right. Uh, let's jump over to Cars and Bids. Uh, another weak spot uh, uh, on Cars and Bids. A 2001 S4 with an automatic 80,000 miles and no mods. This is a really cool, what do they call that? A B4, B2? I forget the name of the platform. But anyways, uh, I thought this car would bring 12 grand because it was showing some life. You said no way, ten thousand. It's on cars and bids. Nobody cares, and it's an automatic. This is a maintenance and service nightmare, people. And JP, people were listening to you. This car did not get another bid. It sold at nine thousand three hundred fifty dollars. And man, time and time again, we see that happen on cars and bids. That is that man. If I if I own that platform, I'd be nervous about that kind of action. There's no love at the yeah. end of the auction. For a basically, I mean, that car looked really nice. Yeah, it did weird. for a car that I don't like. I still understand that there are people that do. I mean, let's yeah, there's people that are nuts for this. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, again, I think it's a younger audience, and they just can't buy these things without getting financing. Uh, although this is an older one, so this is going to be kind of a harder one to get financing anyway. So you really have to have Absolutely. cash, uh, and then you have to have a little bit of money, uh, you know, in the bank to be able to maintain it. So this is a true yeah. enthusiast car, but a true enthusiast isn't going to buy an automatic. And so there it is, it's languishing. Uh, but I, I would think the automatic would bring a fifty percent premium for this. Like if it was nine grand for that, then I would think that the the 
you know, the manual would be 14,000, 15,000 bucks. Mm. Like anyway, this thing yeah. didn't break 10. That really bothered me. I, that, that's weak. That's really weak. Cars All right. Kids, that's pretty typical at the end. <clears throat> On break a trailer. Uh, we had selected uh, a 1986 86 and a half Porsche 928 S with manual transmission. This car had some miles. It was like, I think a hundred thousand miles on it or something like that. But we selected it as a car to juxtapose against the 456 GT because essentially this is Porsche's version of the car that they made all the way up until what was it? 94, 95 with the GTS. Um, Anyway, a nice car, similar, um, perhaps reliability issues. There could be uh, uh, higher than average maintenance costs. Um, Beautiful front engine, small back seat, grand touring car. I mean, they, they, these cars actually juxtapose really well against each other. Uh, and, and yet we know that the initial cost on these is a lot less. Uh, this car had an incident on its Carfax, but by all accounts looked to be in decent used car condition for 100,000 miles. This was not a garage queen. It wasn't even as nice as a Ferrari, but it's going to come in at a fraction of the cost. And it did. And so it was interesting to to match these cars against each other i said 21 you said 25 jp you were right on the money this car sold for twenty thousand seven fifty bucks. uh and, and then again compare that eighty three thousand or even ninety five thousand on another platform for a 456 gt and you get basically you know 90 percent of the head turning and the performance for a third of the cost and I, that you know that's where the value is and uh, and i thought that was an interesting uh comparison yeah and this car had an engine out service too i mean you know there are pictures later well the the ferrari uh, did two a year or two ago to get its belts done so both of them sure but a ferrari i i don't think that's a i I don't think you could really compare and contrast that because the ferrari has engine out service and it has to every five thousand miles that's that's right what you do that's like saying oh well ferrari had an engine out service that's like saying on a porsche oh (laughs) we had we you know changed the oil i mean that's what you do with ferraris you don't take the engines out of a 928 very often uh in this case fair enough ninety thousand miles you take it out you're probably not gonna have to do it again for another hopefully for another fifty thousand miles or more um (laughs) you know one unless you and i are uh, driving it if they pulled it out and did everything right you shouldn't have to do it again for quite a while but there it is it's a 920 unless unless robbie's driving it then it's engine out every sixteen thousand miles (laughs) then it's not even getting out of the shop that car is just gonna stay in the shop and leave it there and just i mean come on let's get let's be real here daniel's gonna put his kids through private school yeah (laughs) all right uh and then the last car of the day boy man talk about a little bit of yoke on the bid nerd's face. Mm. Uh, our 2003 Nissan mm. 350Z Touring. Mind you, Touring. Just a freaking Touring. It's, it didn't even have Brembo brakes. Come on. Uh, with 2,000 miles, uh, broke the BAT, broke the internet yesterday. Uh, it was at 10 grand, I think, when we were looking at it, maybe 11. I said, oh, it'll go up to 17. Ah, it's a Touring. It's got silver interior. Nobody wants that car. I'm going to change my bid to 14,000 bucks. You over me at 15, and our car sold for, yes, $31,200. Absolutely. Somebody paid sticker price for a 2,000-mile touring. I, I don't. I don't get that. Congratulations to the seller. You absolutely ripped that car. Um, and I will predict, JP, in the coming months, we will see a lot of private party Nissan 370 or 350Zs with low, mi- well, with all miles. They're just going to flood the marketplace. People think that these cars are now comfortable. They're not. This is a 
anomaly people this is gonna be weird you're gonna see a lot of them watch yeah you know i actually suspect that this car has a weird kind of um you know it kind of goes right up there with uh with corvettes of the same era what would it be c5s uh-huh. or whatever i think there were a lot of yeah. old dudes that bought these and put them in the garage and they just sat there uh and yeah and they're boomers that are waiting to die and their kids will inherit them and won't want them and it's just launch them yeah because they don't want them yeah yeah right uh so yeah because which I is mean, cool yeah there'll be some no. nice ones but there'll be a ton of crappy ones that are going to come. Yeah. What did we What did we say yesterday? Usually, when uh, when a car has low miles like this, it's it's a shame that it'll just be uh, put in a collection and not driven. Yeah, this right. is a car that that's fine. Nobody that's really fine. Yeah, drive. these things Nobody drive cares. like crap. Uh, surprisingly, uh, a Z car that's just not fun to drive. That's weird. It's weird, but true. All right. Uh, so there you yeah. go. That was uh, that was yesterday's car. Four was, to one. Uh, four to one. Four to one. Yeah, I don't deserve a win on that Z car because I was completely wrong too. But I'll take it yeah. uh, because I'm I I suspect that you will catch up like you usually do my uh, 10 months yeah. Yeah. yeah april yeah. april my birthday month is not proven to be very good for me all you, you need know. is a couple of yahtzees and you're back in the game oh, oh boy yahtzee right. that seems so right. far away get it exactly what do we got today right. JP? all right yeah. well the big car of the day before we get to the big car of the day what is the big car of the day today um i don't know if we selected one because i think our header was something we about spent, the uh we spent too much time arguing with terry about whether or not he wanted to come on the show that's why we don't have a I star believe car of the day that was the thing so i'm gonna yeah. go uh i think we should go with the oj special uh i'm pretty <laughs> excited about that there I you go all right I, uh, before yeah. we do that though uh make sure you hit the subscribe and like button this is bid nerds your daily nerd on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites um what we do is we nerd out about the most interesting cars of the day and then we make predictions as to what we think they will hammer for before their auction ends today <laughs> every one of the cars that we're talking about will be sold or fail to sell uh their auctions will end <laughs> within hours sometimes minutes of our program um yeah. so if you uh murdered a woman in a fancy neighborhood oh. and you need to get away <laughs> this is the go-to rig to yeah wow oj special jp this is a 1995 ford bronco xlt 4x4 uh I mean, look at it. That is absolutely the OJ special, right down to the light-colored interior, even if it's not the right shade. It is the uh, – um, man, it's almost a carbon copy of uh, – was it Al Cohen's, Al Cowan's car that, that yeah. OJ hid in the, under a tarp in the back, fearing from the police for uh, evil deeds that he didn't do or he did do or whatever. I think he did it. Yeah, so anyways, we'll I take – OJ- Well, hold on a second. Wasn't it OJ's car and the Cohen guy was just driving it? Oh, I thought it was his car. I thought it was his buddy's car, but whatever. I, I believe, one, I mean, we're going to have to go back and watch the documentary again. I love it. It's got this yeah. uh, this uh, signature across the bottom. The first time I saw that, it's like California Concepts. I thought, I'm like, oh holy cow, Cohen signed it. It's actually oh, the car. Yeah. You know, that... <laughs> I thought but... California Concepts did, uh, you know, they like redid your closet. <laughs> uh, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of room for all kinds of stuff in the back of one of these. Apparently, oh, dead bodies yeah, yeah, and... Uh, I... Yeah. Oh my God. Gloves that are too of, small. And uh, oh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk about the car. Yeah. The Tarantino <laughs> movie where Harvey Cartel shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, all right. Um, the cleaner. Okay. This, uh, this one's in San Diego, JP. It's got 130,000 miles on it. They rebuilt the uh, transmission in 2020. Um, this is the bigger of the two motors. It's not the five liter. It's the 5.8 liter V8. It is four wheel drive. Um, you know, it's got uh, the big, 
bull bar on the front. It's got aftermarket wheels and I, you know, there's a toupee on the dash. There is a photograph of the dash. There it is right there. Yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. I wouldn't toupe it. I would just drive it. And he's got this cover on the, on the steering wheel grip. I can't tell you JP how angry it makes me mm-hmm. when somebody puts a wrap on their steering wheel. I think that is the absolute stupidest modification, not modification accessory in an automobile ever. I just don't understand it. If you just come with your get a new anyways. Uh what there's not much to say about this car. It's not in good condition. Uh, but it's always going to have the eye catch because of the association with the car uh, that was made famous by the Oche incident, however you want to put that. Um, and so this car now lives in folklore, almost like the General Lee. I mean, it, this car has just gained popularity and provenance uh, because of that. So any uh, Bronco from this era that happens to be white, uh, the first word out of everybody's mouth are those two letters, OJ, and, and then they p- people pay a premium for this. So I, there's not a huge premium on this one. I think cars and bids is kind of dubious. Uh, and the fact that this one's just kind of a piece of crap, uh, it's not really getting any love. Eight bids with four hours to go, John, and it's at $6,200. <clears throat> I don't think this one's going to break ten grand because it's just not that nice. If it was a little bit cleaner, uh, by all by 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 all means, this guy could push the OJ Association and bring a premium for this car. You and I have looked at some of these that are bringing eighteen and twenty and sometimes twenty five thousand dollars if they're in decent shape. But this one just isn't, and nobody's willing to pay the pre- the premium for it, despite the OJ connection. So I think that's interesting. I also think it's a reflection of uh you know the the lack of mainstream audience to cars and bids has accrued to date. Uh, and so I don't know. Tell me what your thoughts are on this one because I, it doesn't I, the, seem like it's going anywhere. The iconography uh, certainly makes sense. I mean, the association with OJ is absolutely there, uh, but the connection that that somehow equals money we have not seen. Well, you and I have discussed it because we actually thought of buying one to do it. Um, That's what it was. The, yeah. The, the the Broncos we've seen big money come on some of these uh, Broncos because of the uh, introduction of the new one, and that's kind of brought the old ones up a little bit. Like. You know, the K5 Blazers are kind of the same style. Uh, yeah. Those have really come up. But we really haven't seen, we have not seen a white OJ Bronco hit a market yet. Um, and this one is, you know, they're not playing that association. Uh, and this is this car is represented poorly. Uh, the, the photos are bad. The video is bad. I mean, the car isn't good in general. Like you say, it's just rough. Um, yeah. I like this thing. There's rust. But, uh, yeah. You know, I want to like it, I, I but it's this just isn't the one. Um, if you're going to try to sell something like this, I think you need to do it ironically and you need to, you need to play the game. Right. It needs to come with the clubs um, and, you yeah. know, have some fun with it uh, because, yeah, I think there is the potential to get value out of it because of uh, what it represents. I don't think this one's it, and this is certainly not the platform to do it on. Um yeah, uh, where do you think this is going to land? Sitting at just sixty two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, go? I, I don't think this one's going anywhere. I, I no. had written uh, ninety five hundred dollars uh, last night, and it's got no love overnight. So I don't no. think it's. I, I just don't think it's going anywhere. JP, I, I'm going to go uh, seventy five hundred dollars, and I don't even feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll do, well, you know, um, there was a new bid an hour ago. I was going to say no more bids today, but um, boy, I mean, Broncos are kind of hot because of the new Broncos that are out. So I will go over, and that is such a gamble. I think it's a dumb move on my part, but I'll go, you said what, 75? 
I'll I said 7,500. Yeah, I'll go 79. I don't think it quite reaches eight grand. Um, you know, and let's be real. These are not terribly reliable, too. The, the, the automatic transmission. <coughs> really? And these are awful. I mean, you will. Wow. Like, how many miles does this thing have on it? Like 100 or something? 132,000. Yeah, that transmission is done. I mean, you've got. Well, they just rebuilt it, though. They just re they rebuilt the gearbox in 2020. Perfect. Exactly. So yeah. it's on borrowed time. I mean, you've got it another, is on borrowed time, yeah, yeah, another ten. Okay, so you get ten thousand miles out of it, and you're gonna have to replace it again. They are <laughs> ten thousand miles or fifteen minutes. Yeah, comes first. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I mean, that's that's what's so funny about using it as a getaway car. They're just, I mean, just terrible transmissions. Um, the yeah. one we were looking at had a manual, and I was really stoked about that. But anyways, oh, that was whatever. pretty cool. What a broken record! It had a manual. Shut up with your manuals. What piece of all right let's go let's go to the next car uh on the list of the most interesting cars of the day and uh, all the automotive enthusiast auction sites what do we got next buddy all right well we have a terry special this is on <laughs> hemmings auto news uh, hemmings auto news has been doing auctions for a couple of years now uh and they're um, still looking for their identity i would say certainly um, they're a great place for domestic but every once in a while, they'll have an interesting European car. So offered out of Palo Alto, California, that is right in the heart of Silicon Valley, south of San Francisco, is our 2008 Porsche 911 Carrera S Cabriolet with a six-speed manual and just 15,000 miles on the odometer. Uh, the person who owns this car drove it up to San Francisco and spent the afternoon shooting his car in very interesting places around San Francisco, and I commend him for doing so. There's photographs of the car in front of the uh, Legion of Honor. Uh, he has a driving video going down to the Cliff House. Uh, it's really, really neat for me to see all the places that he photographed the car because, JP, when I was a kid, these are all places I rode my BMX bicycle, you know, when I was in 1985, when I was mm -hmm. 15 years old and I didn't have a driver's license yet. Um, this car is really cool because it was ordered for somebody. Uh, it's absolutely a bespoke car. It's silver with the full cocoa leather interior. Uh, it's got the turbo wheels uh, and the um, just really nice condition and low miles. It was uh, a California car. I think it went to Oregon and it's come back to California. Uh, uh, what else can I tell you, JP? There is a question that somebody asked him on the listing. And uh, he says, has the IMS bearing issue been resolved for this car? And the answer is, issue has been resolved for this car. History level, the IMS issue mostly applies to the 996. <laughs> My manic never saw an issue on the 997, but was aware of it on early units. Porsche used a smaller bearing at first, but switched to a more robust unit long before the 2008. So that's his answer for how IMS bearing is resolved. That, that's his answer for the issue has been resolved in this car. And I would say... She has to been resolved on this car. Yeah. Wrong. So, JP, I, mean, I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and it's probably good that Terry's not on here because we would have been like, are you okay with this? And he would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know Bel Airs and, uh, and right. Packards, you know? Uh. So, anyways, um, I, I, you know, I don't know that it's Hemming's job to police that. Uh, but that, to me, is actually a red flag because he says the issue is reserved. But, but he's also not taking accountability for resolving the issue. He's suggesting that Porsche has resolved it. And that's not the case because we know it's not to be true simply not the case you know yeah so. it's like 
the, it, I don't think it is the auction site's job to, to police that. That right. is uh, that is absolutely on the owner because that's representing the owner and the owner is looking like a fool uh, yeah. with that answer. And I look, you can have an opinion about IMS. And my opinion actually is that it's overblown, that it's not as big a deal as it's made out to be. But you have to acknowledge that it absolutely is a Exists. problem on yeah. every M96 engine. Uh, and that includes 2005 all the way to 2008. Um, it happens less on those, but they're not so much. I mean, 2005s, that was a, that happened a lot on 2005s, less on 2006, less is on sevens and eights, uh, but still was an issue. And that can be your answer. You can be like, look, I think it's overblown. Um, you know, his, the, when he says the mechanic said that he didn't see any problem, that also implies that there's a way to see a problem. How do you, what do you mean? How yeah. did you, did you, I mean, if now, if he said that the clutch was, re, we replaced the clutch and inspected the original IMS and upon inspection, it looked perfect and brand new mm-hmm. and it does not appear to be <clears throat> in any way. So we chose to leave it as it was because we believe that, and this is true in some cases that some people have said that having that having replaced a perfectly good bearing with an aftermarket one then resulted in failures. That is a possibility. It's out there. So that is again, an argument that acknowledges the problem uh, and and says, here's what was done and here's why uh, or what wasn't done and why, but just to say, Oh yeah, it's not a problem. You're an idiot. Eh, don't buy this car. I would just be like, I'd yeah. run away and be like, nope, sorry. See you yeah. And this car's got 15,000 miles on it, JP. Nobody's replaced the clutch on it. <laughs> you know, our, our, yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's a good point. And probably no one's replaced the rear main seal, which will fail the camshaft seals, which our, will fail. I say it over and over and over again. These early, these, uh, 996s and 997s people bought them, didn't drive them. They were under warranty. All kinds of things go wrong with the M96 engine when it's young and very easy to, re- to take care of when they're under warranty. But if they're not, it's uh, now you're on the hook and, these problems are yeah. going to come up. Yeah. My mechanic said it was okay. So what he did is he got under the car and he whispered to the engine. He's like, how are you doing in there? And then Barry was yeah. like, I'm doing all right. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the used car salesman. Yeah. We did a multi-point inspection. A guy trying to flashlight it. And that's somehow going to be enough. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, man, this user, this interface on Hemmings, I just, I don't understand the buckets be, of those, right? Yeah, yeah. It's trying to be extra clever thing. You know, it's like they've got this site and they've got their bucket. I mean, I guess it sounds interesting. Okay, we'll put all the exterior pictures in one bucket. Then we'll put the interior pictures in another bucket and so on. And what happens is you get in these little buckets and you don't know when you're at the end of the bucket or when you start it over. And it's just, it's just annoying. You got to clip in and out and in and out. And I just, it's like, look, this isn't a feature. This is a bug at this point. And I don't know what the hell the designers are thinking. Can't they just keep it simple stupid what the hell anyways so yep this really bugs me uh all right, all right so where's this car gonna land it's sitting reserved is met at fifty-seven thousand bucks that's strong money for a uh 2008 911 carrera F. gp that's ridiculous money for a 2008 uh, that has no ims bearing like it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me at all like yeah. i do not get this listing at all uh this car is not paint to sample it has an overpriced interior that's the only thing that makes it unique uh it's particularly low miles but it's not absurdly low miles and it's just an S cab with a stick in Northern California. By all accounts, JP, this car should be worth something in the high 40s. And so the fact that it, the reserve is met at 57,500 and wasn't like a knockout punch, it crept up to that number a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. The bid history was uh, 45, 44, 46, 48, 50. 52, 53, 53, 5, 54, 56, 56, right, so 57. Taking its time. 
I don't get like it's way overpriced. Like I don't I don't see how you could put another bid on this. It's got 24 bids uh, and it's going to sell. So I I'm I'm super confused by this listing. A lot of it's a really nice car that I would love to own. I would love to rock this car. I love that interior. I'm a huge fan of the Coco, uh, which I say is more than you. Um, but at 60 grand, you can get a lot of their cars, right? I mean, like. Is this guy there, wearing a tweed uh, jacket and beige pants? Uh, he's, yeah, he's older. He's old enough to be our dad. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I, you know, at 57.5, uh, another $2,500 in bids uh, or $1,500 in bids gets you to $59,000. I I can't imagine this thing breaking 60 grand. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So I'm going to say $59,000, but it, theoretically, it, it's already way over where it should be, especially on Hemmings. Like, I, yeah. I just don't get it. Well, so, I mean, I think that if it were on another platform like VAT, it would probably bring even more money. I think people are nerding out on the miles, and it's that simple. Uh, 15,000 miles, you don't see them with this few miles. Uh, and uh, a lot of people just kind of go along with this whole, oh, on the 997.1s, the later ones don't have a uh, an IMS issue. Okay, live there. Um, or bore scoring issues. Okay, live there. Yeah. Um, you know, or all the other little problems. This is a great car, and it's probably not going to have any of those problems. I, I, would, I would risk this. Uh, I would risk money on this car but not fifty-seven thousand dollars on one i mean you can easily get a dot two um cab uh for this uh with a few more miles yeah. and the dot two is definitely the way to go um all right so you said your number was what 50 59 59 yeah I guess. i'm going fifteen hundred dollars more than where it's at only because of all the love it's getting from these people that are fighting over it yeah uh how much uh, how much time we got left hours uh four of them four hours ten minutes you know, so that's another thing I was really kind of looking forward to asking uh, Terry was, you know, they, they go a two-week cycle instead of a one-week cycle. And I, I'm, I'm wondering what their theory is behind that. That seems like a very long time. Maybe this is why. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I've certainly seen a lot of their cars fail to do anything. So the fact that this one's taken off is pretty interesting to me. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I'm going to say you say 59 uh, I'll go 60. What the hell? I'll bet the over and say, hey, somebody jumps on it because it's got low miles. Um, I think it's a bad idea, but a uh, wonderful car. I just don't think it's worth this much. Just don't. Interesting stuff. We'll see. Very we shall see. That'll be interesting. It, it, to, me, yeah. to me, it seems like it's way overpriced already, but uh, what do I know? I'm going to have to sell my dot two nine nine seven. apparently. I mean, if they're bringing that kind of money, geez. On Hemmings, of all on things. On Hemmings, of all things, We'll be, we'll be crawling back to Hemmings. Please take us back. And they'll be like, no. <laughs> no, we Bitters don't want to. And we'll be like, oh, uh, well, tell me something true. we don't know. Yeah, we, uh, that's yeah. absolutely. That is something that uh, we can agree with Hemmings, <laughs> that bid nerds suck. We don't know what we're doing. We do no research. We are imbeciles. Uh, and you should not take our advice. Except that you should watch our show, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the, hit the notification button. It's the only advice Solid you can take plan. from Solid either one plan. of us yahoos. All right, let's see here. What uh, <laughs> what else we got? What, let's go to one of the other platforms here. What else we got? JP, let's go to bring a trailer for a minute, and we're looking okay. at a 1986 hmm. Mercure XR4Ti hmm. with a five-speed manual offered out of Carlsbad, California. Uh, it's showing 66,000 miles, but it is technically true mileage unknown. Um, I think it is already Sporting a replacement motor, a 2.3 liter turbocharged inline four, and then comes this motor, another 2.3 liter turbocharged inline four. Now, this car shares at least drivetrain with the SDO and Thunderbird from the same era. Um, what I'm not clear on, and I didn't really have time to do the research on, is 
What is the difference between a Mercury and a Mercure? I was under the impression that Mercure was Mercury's division in Germany, uh, and yet they brought this model over, which is something similar to like the RS Cosworth that was available in the UK. Um, in some cases overseas, they had twin turbocharged V6s, and they were like Group B homologation specials for World Rally. But this car is basically like a slightly different bodied... Um, you know, Ford Mustang SVO, although I don't know if it shares the same um, I don't suspension and I chassis. Think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it does either. Yeah. So by all accounts, if this has independent rear suspension, this car is already a way better car. Uh, this guy brought in, he's done a lot of mods to this car, JP. I'm positive that that paint job is not original. Mm -hmm. um, not that it's not the original paint, but that it's not even the original color. He's got um, a lower front valance clipped in there. He's got the uh, European uh, Cosworth biplane rear wing which makes it look extra aggressive and then he painted the wheels white and slapped a bunch of decals and rally patches all around it it has a roll bar and sparco racing seats uh this guy has completely tricked it out and made his rally fantasy car out of it and it's just kind of a neat little build here uh and the spare motor is interesting so you know if you could get this car into your state to pass smog uh, and then put it on a classic plate, you could rip all the smog stuff off and boost the hell out of one of these turbos and probably have a very interesting car when it's all said and done. But then, again, with the green paint, JP, and these mods and the high horsepower, we start to get into the territory of that uh, Starian Conquest that we looked at that was on Rad for Sale the other day, where you really, really, really narrow the appeal, and this car just isn't for everybody. Um, I think there's some potential here, but not at 20 grand. And our car is sitting at $16,000 with an hour to go, which means it's going to come close. Last night, JP, last night, this car was at $9,000 on 12 bids. Mm -hmm. But with an hour to go, it's at $16,000, which is a huge, that's 7,000 more than it was. And it's on 19 bids. So there are a couple of guys, uh, Anders and Road King Mike, uh, Anders kid. Are, uh, they're fighting over this car this morning, which is really interesting. And I don't know where it's going to stop. My bid when I put my things together last night uh, was at twelve grand, and they've already gone right past that. So, JP, what do you think of this thing? I mean, we appreciate guys that that spend money and and personalize their cars, but when you take it super far, you narrow the appeal. And now this guy's trying to sell something that has narrow appeal. So, where you know, has he gone wrong, or do you commend him on the effort and you know, just get his money out of it one way or the other? Well, I mean, on paper, yeah, it doesn't make sense to go this far uh, down the rabbit hole. I mean, with the with the painting, doing a, a poor paint job, which this is, over oh the top God. of the original color and changing the original color, uh, that just normally you would never do something like that. But, you know, we had uh, Bradley Brownell from uh, Rad for Sale, one of the principals there, uh, who comes on the show regularly and loves you know, being part of uh, our format <laughs> and kind of uh, joining in on uh, on our game show here. There um, must be something wrong with him. How could he we I didn't know, cover right? all I mean, his cars you know, he's like oh i'm only coming on the show if we only talk about rad for sale cars i mean yeah, yeah that would never come out of their mouth his mouth it's so funny uh that, yeah so anyways uh yeah i mean he is he said it he's like look the two guys in the room is what you need and yep. uh, the audience can be narrow and as long as it includes more than one person um it could be a winning formula and it sure looks like it is today i would say that there are very few people that want mercours uh and there are even yeah. fewer people that want super modded out way done up mercours um but 
apparently bring a trailer, which it usually does because it's such a massive juggernaut of a uh, of a platform, has found those two people apparently, and they're going at it because I never in a million years would have said sixteen grand. Um, if no, the no. second it, this it, car hit, and you know, look, if we were looking at this a week out with no bids yet, I'd be like mm, nine grand maybe. This um, is no, no. This is five thousand dollar car. It, it true yeah. mileage unknown. Mercur XR4 Ti is a five thousand dollar car. Um, a nice one with, with some documentation or whatever would be your nine thousand dollar car, uh, and a mint one would be you know twelve to sixteen or something. But well, Haggerty, but this Haggerty is, has this car on their list of like cars most appreciating cars for two thousand twenty two. Um, and I read the entire article and, you know, just recently, and you'd think I'd know something about Maricores after having read that, but I just immediately like, that's Maricor XR4TI, who cares? And it just went in one ear and out the other. Um, right. So well, Bob, it, okay. So Bob Lutz is, is one of the gurus that's worked, I think, for all three of the major auto manufacturers in the United States. And he is a dyed-in-the-wool car guy, really, really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. And he has something to do with what is essentially a European version of this car being brought to the United States. And, uh, and we commend him for that. Uh, you know, it is kind of a neat thing. It's, it's our version of the Cosworth. Um, and, and it's, so it's, it's a cool car at an era when technology was starting to trickle into the cars. This was forced induction, small motor, big power by forced induction. Um, but, but this, this one is so far gone. It's hard to imagine being able well, to you, bring it you back. You said it a minute ago. It's like it's like the the other car that we were talking about. This car is yeah. modded in a way that is not period correct. This car is modded right. in right. a modern way, uh, yeah. which, I mean, on a car. Okay. Anyways, we've given our numbers. Yeah. Or did we give our numbers? No, I, I'll give you my number. Yeah, I, so it's at six. I yeah, it's so it's at sixteen JP. I, I'm gonna guess that they they do it two more times. I'm gonna say eighteen thousand dollars. All right, I'll go. She's. Uh, I'm gonna hug you. I'm gonna say eighteen five because I don't want to go. It's either five hundred below or five hundred above. How could this possibly go higher? Uh, these two yahoos. Yeah. I don't know who they are. Maybe they got a lot of money and let's watch them <laughs> duke it out. That could be. This could be a very entertaining end of uh, auction to watch. Uh, yeah, so we'll be paying attention to that one. All right, what do we got next? All right, JP, also on Bring a Trailer. And if you're scoring this at home or in the offices of Hemmings, our third domestic car, which we had mm, carefully, cre- <laughs> carefully curated for our host. We wanted him to make comfortable, but he was uncomfortable before he even came on the show. And he decided to go drink a load of coffee and say, F the binder. So he's probably the smartest guy in the room. Anyway, uh, 1996 Chevrolet Corvette Collector's Edition. JP, this thing's a collector's edition. It's one of... 4,031 collector edition coupes produced in 1996. It's really rare. Ask the other 4,030 people that have one. I mean, (laughs) come on, man. This is absurd that they made 4,000 of these and that they put the name collector on it. I just... I really the, the bean counters at General Motors have ruled the roost for far too long, and this car is a perfect example of this. In any case, Corvette collectors are such idiots they still pay a premium for these things even though there's four thousand other people that have one and jp all of them were finished in sebring silver that's how rare this is you'll never see another one exactly like this in other words another one that has exactly thirteen thousand four hundred thirty-two miles or whatever it's on the odometer anyway two hours to go carmel california it is just thirteen thousand miles on the odometer the collector edition coupes came with two different motors. This one has the LT4, which is the upgrade, the larger motor, the 5.7 liter that makes 330 horsepower and like 300 pound foot of torque or something, which uh, means this thing probably scoots. Uh, let's go uh, 1996. You'd be looking at a, uh, 
a 280 horsepower 993 coupe uh this car makes 50 horsepower more and has way more torque actually it's 340 pound foot of torque so it's got like a hundred foot pound of torque more than the than the 993 so you get a sense that this is probably a fast car even if it's not put together well uh, or, or handle very good um these things still had monster motors um i just don't get the idea that you could produce 4,000 of these and consider them a collector's and that your audience would receive it as such. Um, this is like the audience that watches Jerry Springer. They just believe anything. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get it. Um, there are attractive. I this, the silhouette of these cars to me is very iconic for Corvette. Uh, I like the, the shape of the 17 inch wheels. It's very ZR one ish to me. Um, so it looks neat, but I, I, you know, if you gave me one of these, I would just turn around and sell it. I don't, I have no aspirations to own or drive or, or anything to do with these cars. They don't appeal to me. They rattle at high speed. They, they scare the bejesus out of me. I would much rather go a hundred miles an hour in my 1984 air-cooled Carrera than I would a hundred miles an hour in this 1996 special edition Corvette. So there you go. Yeah. What do you I think? Mean, the, these fiberglass body cars, when you drive them fast, the whole, you can just see the hood flexing. Scuttle shake. Everything's yeah, it's just... creaking. And it is just not a confidence inspiring uh, feeling. But I will tell you that these cars are fun. Uh, I don't think they're, you know, I don't want to track one. I don't really want to go particularly fast, but I do want to make donuts. I mean, there's <laughs> Parking something. Parking on a rainy yeah, day. <laughs> there's something. Well, shoot, you don't need a rainy day. You can be dry as, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, this, the, this thing will break uh, traction, no problem. Um, you know, I I mean, it's a T-top, or it's not really a T-top, it's a target top. You know, target the center top. comes off, you can go out and cruise. It's it's definitely a fun Radwood type of car. This would be a great car to bring <laughs> to a Radwood uh, event and wear your, you know, your members only jacket and, and yeah. uh, have your girls wear her fuchsia. ears. And fuchsia. Hair. Yeah. yeah, and just have some fun with it. Uh, this yeah. is a car that you would own ironically and just go out and, you know, rip up and, uh, you know, JP, give it to I'm not, occasionally. I'm not picking on you, particularly because you sometimes do this, but like mm-hmm. for me, this is a card that if you drove down the street, you could wear wristbands, right? Like sweatbands. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. colored striped ones. I mean, yeah, I love this. Yeah. I, I actually, I got to admit, I kind of like this thing, uh, but only in an ironic way. It's not ironic way. I, yeah. I, uh, we could have a lot of fun with the, yeah. With the this car, this car begs for a like this. Borla and it sounds like offshore power boat like it just be like a you know a really good friend of mine uh from back in seattle i mean a guy that i've known for 30 plus years or so his son is now uh 18 he's graduating high school this year and he called me up uh-huh. and he's like his son is looking for specifically a c4 corvette um and uh you know i just hammered him said that's awesome just you know, I'll disown all of you and your entire family if you get an automatic one. Uh, and he's like, yeah. yeah, no, I want a manual one. That's what he's looking for. And That's he's been cool. looking for months. And, you know, what happens with a kid with a little bit of money in his pocket? He just buys yeah. the first thing. And he's... Uh, he has Holding shown out. amazing restraint, restraint and not yeah. just bought whatever, you know, comes along, yeah. gotten, gotten wood over it and bought it. Uh, so yeah. good on you, Casey, and keep looking, find yourself a manual one. Um, this one would be a great one for him, but I think this one's going to be out of his budget. Where's it? I would think this would be out of his land? budget too, if he's that age. Uh, yeah. but listen at 13,000 miles, this one by all accounts looks to be in very nice condition. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's been abused, uh, or parked outside for long periods of time. Uh, and, and, 
despite my being completely miffed by the idea that 4,000 produced is, is somehow limited or collectible, these cars have held their value pretty well and they continue to bring the money, especially when they're in this level of condition. The one that you and I looked at about a month ago, JP, was the lesser motored one, the 300 horsepower version, the, the smaller mm. motor, uh, and had way more miles. It wasn't nearly this nice. Uh, so this one should be a bright spot. And I think our car from a few weeks back brought also strangely big money mm. so with two hours to go again offered out of carmel california that's you know that's right down there mm -hmm. where uh, you know monterey car week that's the same neck carmel of the woods the sea, yeah. yeah i thought that this car would bring twenty three thousand dollars, but it's already at 21 250 with two hours to go so i am gonna up my bid i'm gonna push and say oh i can't 25 26 where you know Conservatively, I'm going to go $25,000, but it wouldn't surprise me if this car brought 28 or more. It's really nice. Yeah, that was the number I was going to say. I'll go 256 or 26, just because I'll just go right over just because it's like, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's going to be, there's no way this thing reached 30. No way. If it does, oh, awesome. watch. But, uh, watch. Watch every, all three. It's not like we've never been wrong before. Yeah. Will come out and for sale. Um, geez, right, yeah, if, I tell you what, you're right. If it breaks 30, I guarantee we'll see collector editions on all platforms. Yeah. Uh, the car, the kitchen, anyway. So, anyway, blah, blah. Corvette. I think it's the only Corvette the really in the entire range that you can, that, that's, that falls into that hipster category because. You know the C3s, the you know the the older ones um, from the 70s uh -huh. and early early 80s. Uh, those are kind of too old. That's a boomer car, pretty decidedly. Because uh, it is, yeah. And then they uh, don't handle know, it all. Yeah, and then you got the C5s, which are kind of they're just a little too modern. They came out a little too late in the 90s to be hipster. And really, the sweet yeah. spot in hipster is that early 80s to mid 90s and that's where yeah. th this car is kind of like the ultimate of that yeah. it's a carryover for i mean this car was released yeah what 1983 this design uh, was introduced as an 84 84, 84 was well first yeah but they, were, the but they were available in 83 you know so um uh yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah so anyways i i think this, ca this, this car is actually uh, have some uh, chance I remember this car making a huge splash when it arrived. And when it mm. first came out, there was a national syndicated article about a guy who evaded police in Houston on the freeway. And while the planes were chasing him in a high-speed chase, he was clocked at 147 miles an hour. Wow. And all the article did was fawn over how fast the car was. He was in a brand-new E4, the brand-new Corvette, this, that, the other. And I was like, that is not an article. That is an advertisement. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, they're literally bragging about how fast you could get, you could evade the police in this car. It was crazy. I thought it was the funniest. And I was aware of that even when I was a teenager. I was like, this is this is not an article about the guy breaking the law. This is an article about how fast the new Corvette is. It's hilarious. I was in junior high when those came out. And the, uh, yeah. the rich kid, the rich girl... Uh, down the street, her dad bought one, and he would let yeah. her drive it to school every now and then. You know, when uh -huh. she got her license at sixteen, and I was like twelve or thirteen or something like that. And every now and then, she would pick me up. But you know, she would yeah. pick up one of the one of her other friends, so I would have to sit in the hatchback in the back. You know, <laughs> but I didn't care. 
Yeah. It's like, all right, it's better, still better than a school bus. Um, yeah. So there you it could is. smell. You could smell her hair. Corvettes better than a school bus. Uh, that, that's better than much, a school uh, bus. Absolutely. That is, the, that is the nicest thing I can really say about a Corvette. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to a car that I know we both really, really. Oh like. man, I really, really like this car. I love the colorway, JP. What we're talking about is a 1976 Porsche 930 Turbo Carrera. Um, this is uh, one of the early cars. So Porsche was going uh, racing and decided to introduce forced induction uh, in 1974, and they nearly won Le Mans outright in a car that was in the lesser category. Uh, and they decided we have to bring this technology to the street and homologate it so we can continue to race these things. Uh, and that's what they did. Um, so what you're looking at is a three-liter flat six that has a turbocharger on it but no intercooler and that is what the big difference is between the 1975 76 and 77 turbo carreras and the following 10 years of production of this 30 turbos which were 3.3 liter and intercooled our car only make 245 horsepower but more interestingly it makes about 255 pound foot of torque which is to say you know, nearly 90 pound foot of torque over a regular, normally aspirated Carrera. And that's what made this car so cool. Uh, it is endowed with just a four-speed manual transmission. First gear is incredibly long. It'll get you up to about 45 miles an hour in first gear. Uh, and then fourth gear will take you all the way up to about 100, what was it, JP? Like about 140 miles an hour. These were incredibly fast cars. This was absolutely exotica because you saw technology from Le Mans right at the showroom of your Porsche dealer. And this was considered one of the most exotic and one of the quickest and fastest cars available back in the early to mid 70s. This car I want to love because of the silver, because it's a... Um, non-intercooled version it's an early turbo carrera and i love the red interior but when you really look at this car um it doesn't look like it was really well kept up now don't get me wrong there is a nice patina being built into this car then pit on the front for balance and around some of the radius but upon closer inspection i commend the seller for for disclosing and taking really good close-up photos there's scratches in the front hood and parts of the interior are just a little shabby there's some dings in the radiuses of the fender wells so for that reason i don't think this car really has a chance to break a hundred thousand dollars when a sixty-five thousand mile car out of texas should you know these are um of the of the three different versions of the turbo carrera uh of the g body these are the most collectible because they're the earliest versions um but this one i would say you probably have to spend a little bit of money on that and and it's and it's just kind of dinged up so um anyway the, the current price sort of reflects that jp it's only at sixty thousand dollars with about three hours to go uh and this should easily be a six-figure car and yet i don't think this one's gonna make it so do you agree with me or would you would you say wow deeb you're nuts this is absolutely a hundred thousand dollar car what do you think yeah, I think it's nicer than you're letting on. I mean, if, you, if you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, the way he describes it, it does start to sound pretty shabby, but it's just not. It's a, I would say this is a very clean car because all the lines are, are I mean, all the panel gaps, everything looks like it's really, really straight, but it is yeah. a driven car. Um, so right. it does have some road wear here and there, and uh, but it's all acceptable stuff. Is it a pristine uh, museum uh, version? No, but honestly, this car reminds me of Ruby. 
movie in a lot of ways. It's just driven enough to make it something yeah. that I feel like you could love this car. Uh, I feel like cars yeah. that are too perfect uh, become something that, are, that they really do become objects without heart when they're just immaculate and right off the showroom floor, even right. though it's a 70 something car. This car looks like something that was part of a family uh, and um, really whoever winds up getting this thing uh, hopefully treats it the same way. Uh, and it just becomes part of their life, a regular part of their life, not something that is pulled out and wiped down with a diaper, um, you know, or, you yeah, complained about on the internet when if someone bumps into it at a dealership. Yeah. You know. and, and and JP, make no mistake, I would trade Ruby for this car. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if I had to pay a premium to get it, like if I was in that position, I would do that. I, I would take this car over Ruby, even though I'm a normally aspirated guy. Yeah. Um, I think you could boost the turbo and get some really fun horsepower out of this. I would learn to drive that four-speed manual and still be able to mm -hmm. keep up. Um, and I th this car, to me, is gorgeous. I love um, – there's just little tiny details. There's tiny holes in the front corners of the front bumper that soup air in through the bumper. Uh, I love the four headlights. I love the big nozzles that shoot soapy water up at the <laughs> headlights, the headlights uh, from yeah. down low. Yeah. yeah, and then the Turbo Carrera wing that's on the back of this car uh, absolutely completes the package and makes the car. That is my favorite wing that Porsche made from that era. And I, I just love the, I think they're really, really cool. This was the premium version of the Carrera. It's the turbo Carrera. Let's face um, it. This is the car that started it all. This is the car that was on every poster of every kid. Absolutely. Age, we Thank you. Exactly uh, right. And, and exactly. when we talked about iconography, uh, you know, uh, talking about the, the Bronco, I mean, this car is just, I mean, this is ubiquitous. Oh. You you don't have to be you don't have to know anything about cars. You could be the least interested, uh, most like uh, you, you could just straight up hate cars. You could be like, cars yeah. suck. I don't want to know anything about them. I. But you look at this. Anyone knows that this is a Porsche. Uh, they may not know it's a 911 or a 930 or whatever, but that's just right. that's what a Porsche is. Uh, that silhouette is just something that anybody. Can it's do. everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this car. I think it'd be really cool. Um, and you know and me, I would take those. I would take those turbo rash guards off the rear quarters and put Carrera on the side uh, and really screw everybody up. It would be a blast. <laughs> I would absolutely do it and then cover it with Dur and nerd yes. stickers. It's going to be as, great. As long as you don't put the, the shark fin and the script, that's the, uh, that's the only thing you can't do, right? <laughs> yeah. You can't do the shark fin and the script. Some people try to do the yeah. shark fin and oh the script. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, no. it's, isn't that funny? I'm like, what were you thinking? Man, oh, oh man. Awesome. But anyways, JP, I, I, again, I was just struggling with this car. Now, don't get me wrong. It's gotten some yeah. low overnight. So let's go back. Last night, uh, JP, this car was at 51500 on eight bids. And now we're at 60000 on blah, 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 14 bids. Uh, so this car is showing some life. Um, there is a PPP, Porsche Production Specification Certificate, which means I took a dealer, sent them 250 bucks or something. Uh, but it's not a way, which is kind of a bummer. I don't know, JP, listen. It's at 60 grand. Last night I said 65. I am going to change my bid. I'm going to go up a little bit. Um, it, it, this car might get the late flurry it deserves on Bring a Trailer. Um, and like I said, I would love to own it. I trade my car for this car straight up uh, at $80,000, which would be all the money for my car, uh, decent value for this car. So what do you say? You're what should we 80? call the owner right now? 80 grand, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance in hell this thing stops at 80. Um, I mean, you look at the prices of air-cooled coupes right now, and it's just going mm -hmm. bonkers. Uh, this will get a late rally. Will it break 100? I don't. 
I don't know. I think it certainly could. Uh, but in the spirit of competition and trying not to give you too much spread, uh, I'm going to be conservative <laughs> and say 85,000. Oh, uh, you're such a whip. Come I on. I am. I am. But I, I really, really, I think it's 90. You're like, and if, you're like, yeah, all right, you're fine. Like, you know what? There what? it is. Fine. I'll say 90. And now I'm going to get a Yahtzee. There you there go. Put a, put a Yahtzee <laughs> in there. That might get you a point, but you're going to regret it when it gets Yahtzee. Uh, you know, the number I should really say is $90,911 or 90000 thousand nine thirty or something but 30 uh, yeah, 9, yeah 30. now i'll go ninety thousand bucks uh and say actually i think it goes higher than that i, I really do i i, I think this thing kisses i love the silver red i love the silver red it's really good looking car um i i would love to own this car i would love to mod it out and just have just have a blast in one of these you and me both i do think that ruby would easily get 80 grand i don't think there's any all right problem with we'll that. see so, thank you uh, especially with the pictures from uh, yeah <laughs> from our friend yeah. Lee, our staff photographer at bid nerds Lee Patet, <laughs> uh, yeah know, yeah, yeah. formerly of getty images but now yeah. <laughs> staff photographer for bid nerds boy yeah. is he moving down in the world yeah <laughs> man yeah, he just got a demotion there uh well okay shout out to <laughs> that's the a show teams. buddy that is yeah. a show this is your daily nerd out in the most interesting i want to do a shout uh, on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. So we do uh, love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and notification button so you know when we go live every Monday through Friday during about the 9 o'clock hour Pacific time. Uh, you can also follow along with our predictions and the cars that we talk about. We have the links below in the description of the video so you can just click on all those cars and see how we did after you watch our... If you're watching this later and you're like, okay, they bid uh, 25 grand on something, you can just click right on the link and instantly get that instant gratification to see just how stupid we are and how wrong we are and how right you probably are uh play along let's see your uh let's see your guys's uh predictions as well we'd love to see if someone out there is better at it than us i'm sure that includes yeah. just about everyone with a pulse uh deep you want yeah. to say something you before we close it out Oh, first, uh, first of all, there, we know one person who's not better at it than us, and that's Terry from Hemmings because he didn't even come on the show. So you didn't try. You didn't one, even try. One last, you one know? last dig at Terry for for bailing on the show. And hopefully, somebody from Hemmings will come on and we'll have some fun. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll enjoy it. Uh, and of course, all the marketing that we will offer Hemmings will just absolutely <laughs> change the entire thing uh, right. for them. Yeah, all but uh, I want to give reach. a shout out quickly to Chachi Ramirez. Uh, Chachi, Chachi, watch the show tomorrow. We're, We've got, I'm going to tease ahead. We've got a car you're going to love, my friend. Uh, so hopefully uh, Chachi is still with us. Um, one of the original nerd herd. Uh, Chachi deserves some swag as soon as we get that shit printed. So there you go. Even Bob sailed on his very first. Nerd! <laughs>